0: Welcome to the LDS Mental Health Podcast. This is a podcast for faithful women who want healing in their relationships, guidance from God, and internal peace. Each week, you'll hear mental health concepts taught through a spiritual lens from me, a licensed clinical mental health counselor, to help you start thinking in a higher and holier way. Welcome, on this episode, we will be discussing what it takes to become a divine receiver and not a natural man doer. These last couple of months, I've been releasing a second episode, podcast episode every week, and it's been called the Divine Receiver Series. These episodes are women who have learned mental health skills through a spiritual lens to become divine receivers. So I interviewed these women and these interviews outlined the transformations that were made in their lives. So I want you to be sure to check out some of those um, episodes in the series so you can see what your life could be like when you become a divine receiver as well. Now, I've recorded a lot of podcast episodes on The Natural Man and really how it affects your mental health. So I'm not going to dive into that part of the equation much today. I'll link the episodes in my show notes, and you can just go back and listen to those if you miss them. But what I want to cover today is what, would, what is it like when you aren't being influenced by the natural man? What does it take to not be influenced by the natural man? And what are you able to do once you are there in being a divine receiver? So I've coined that term, divine receiver, as this state that you can get in when you're not being influenced by the natural man. But before I dive into that, like what it takes to become a divine receiver, I want to outline a couple of things about being a natural man doer and being in that state. So when you have painful or disappointing experiences in your life, the natural man inside of you is going to tempt you to build barricades around your heart and not return back to your true divine receiver state. So I believe that these are your mental roadblocks that keep you from receiving revelation and feeling God in your life daily. As you go through life, your natural man oftentimes builds these roadblocks between ourselves and heaven. And it does it with our thoughts and our feelings. So this can really lead to a lot of feelings of anxiety and overwhelm, fear, guilt, inadequacy, lack of trust and insecurities. The key is to recognize what is happening with your thoughts and use with your thoughts and your mind and use tools to return back to your true divine receiving state, where you can receive Christ's energy, time, help and peace. But if you don't, you're going to start acting in that natural man doer mentality which reacts and responds in a way that isn't very helpful and creates oftentimes more chaos in your life, which makes it more difficult to hear the Savior and access his power. And I love what Elder Catcher said about being in this natural man-doer state. He said an over-dependence on ourselves can impede our ability to access the powers of heaven. But as we move forward toward true faith in Jesus Christ, our mindset begins to change. So an over-dependence on ourselves is the natural man-doer state, because we're without God in that state. We're doing everything on our own and only relying on ourselves. So therefore, we cannot hear him from that state. And that is what is impeding our ability to access the powers of heaven and receive Christ's energy, time, and help, and peace that we need in this world from our Savior. So the state that you want to return to is that divine receiving state. And this helps you become a divine receiver. So after you have achieved your goal of becoming a divine receiver, and you can hear him in that chaos all around you, then you will be able to receive power beyond your own from the Savior. That's because his atonement provides enabling powers to deal with the effects of a fallen world. That state you want to be in so you can receive, that's the state you want to be in so that you can receive what God can provide for you in these chaotic times and that we live in today. And so there's actually four major benefits of being a divine receiver. And I want to outline those for you. The first benefit of being a divine receiver is you receive access to his enabling power of time beyond your own. If you have time beyond your own from Christ, you can accomplish way more in less time because he can help you stay focused on a task all the way to completion. (laughs) He can help you go to sleep at night feeling accomplished with what you got off your to-do list. And he can help you have clarity in your mind to solve problems simply. So the ability to have these results has been backed up by prophets and apostles for years. Essentially accessing him in the chaos of life and receiving what he knows you need. Those are some pretty pretty big powers in your life, right? Just be, from becoming a divine receiver. Elder Richard G. Scott said, As you walk to the boundary of your understanding into the twilight of, your, of uncertainty, exercising faith, you will be led to find solutions you would not otherwise obtain. And Elder Meredith III said, focusing on Christ can simplify our decisions and provide a guide for how we can best spend our time and resources. So there it is. It's possible, right? The second benefit of being a divine receiver is receiving power beyond your own in the form of his enabling power. You'll have more energy because you are connecting with your divine DNA inside of you and yoking to the Savior's abilities. If you have energy beyond your own from him, you're going to be able to just relax and take care of your own needs and have strength to get things off your list that have been there for maybe months and be connected to and serve the people you love. President Nelson talked about energy beyond our own too. He said, the truth is that it's much more exhausting to seek happiness where you can never find it. But yoking yourself with the Savior means you have access to his strength and redeeming power. All right, so the third benefit of being a divine receiver is receiving his enabling power of help beyond your own. You're going to be receiving divine help because you are becoming this vessel for the Savior. You're helping your loved ones with the information from a source that knows their unique circumstances and how to help them better, even better than they know how to help themselves. So if you have divine help, you're going to be able to patiently allow others to use their agency to grow and develop. You're also going to have this empathy empathy to see others as Christ sees them. And the courage to say the words the Savior needs you to say in specific situations. And I love what Del G. Rinland says about this divine help. He said, by acknowledging that every good thing comes from Jesus Christ, we will communicate our faith more effectively to others. We will have courage when confronted with seemingly impossible tasks and circumstances. We'll have strength When our resolve, we will strengthen our resolve to keep the covenants we have made to follow the Savior. We will be filled with the love of God, want to help those in need without being judgmental, love our children and raise them in righteousness, retain our remission of our sins and always rejoice. These are the remarkable fruits of remembering God's goodness and mercy. All right, the last benefit of becoming a divine receiver is receiving his peace beyond your own. That's the ability to feel peace in the unpeacefulness of life by accessing the Savior's enabling power to deal with living in a fallen world, with fallen bodies, with people who use their agency unrighteously. So if you have peace beyond your own, you're going to be able to rest and sleep even in life storms. And have discernment to make decisions in stressful situations. And forgive yourself and others when things go wrong. And I love what President Nelson says about peace beyond your own. He said, you can overcome the spiritually and emotionally exhausting plagues of the world, including arrogance, pride, anger, immorality, hatred, greed, jealousy, and fear. Despite the distractions and distortions that swirl around us, You can find true rest, meaning relief and peace, even amid your most vexing problems. All right, now that we know what the benefits are of becoming a divine receiver, let's talk about what tools it takes to become a divine receiver. I loved when Elder Kapitschke talked about this in the 2021 October conference about tools. He said challenges often indicate a need for additional tools and support and are not a character defect. We will experience stress and turmoil because we live in a fallen world with fallen bodies. These all too often invisible challenges can affect anyone. And when we are facing them, they appear insurmountable. Regardless of our mental and emotional well-being, focusing on growth is healthier than obsessing over our shortcomings. So staying in that perspective of the natural man doer state is what keeps you in that obsessing thought, having those obsessing thoughts of your shortcomings. Repenting and returning to your divine receiver state is what shifts your perspective to grow towards becoming more like the savior. And I really love what he said about not being a character defect, right? It's just what we experience from living in a fallen world, right? We just need mental health tools to deal with all that's going on around us, right? That's the exact reason I felt God pulling me to this work to teach women these mental health skills through a spiritual lens. So let's talk about how to use mental health tools to put the natural man-doer state to sleep and experience your divine receiver state so you can receive time, energy, help, and peace beyond your own. So there are essentially four vital tools to removing those internal roadblocks. So you can move from being that natural man-doer into a divine receiver and hear and recognize him in your life. It's important not only to know these tools, but to be implementing them in your life on a daily basis so that you can receive what God knows you need for any circumstance. So the first tool to removing roadblocks, removing those internal roadblocks to revelation, becoming that divine receiver, is to learn to calm your cluttered and chaotic thoughts. When you can calm your cluttered thoughts, you can hear him and stop wasting time, getting distracted. So you can accomplish more in less time by receiving that time beyond your own, and you can start feeling accomplished and have that clarity in your thoughts. President Irving said, "The still small voice, which is real, is uh, which is real, is clear and discernible in my mind when I have an internal quiet." How else are you going to hear that still small voice if you don't learn mental health skills that create that internal peace and quiet? You have this resource at your fingertips that can that can help you know which daily decisions will save you the most time so that you can stop wasting your time and focus on the things that matter most. So if you have the tools to quiet your mind, you can hear that still small voice directing you in those matters. Okay, the second mental health tool to remove internal roadblocks to Revelation and become, and become that vessel for the Savior is to know the um, exact way to help your loved ones by diffusing your triggering thoughts. When your natural man is out of the equation because you were able to diffuse those triggering thoughts it created, you can feel relaxed, strengthened, and connected with others. And the third mental health tool to remove your internal roadblocks to revelation, and connect with that divine spiritual DNA, so you can get more done, is to interrupt your in uh, your inner critic. This allows you to access Christ's power for your day, so that you can feel patience, empathy, and courage. Elder Rinland has said, "Contention is spiritually unhealthy for us as individuals. We are robbed of peace." Joy and rest, and our ability to feel the spirit is compromised. The inner critic is the cause of internal contention that's unhealthy for us. The inner critic robs us of patience, empathy, and courage because the inner critic is literally the natural man's job description. The natural man is the opposite of God. Remember. You, remember the natural man doesn't ever want you to feel satisfied. You're never going to feel caught up and you'll always feel like there's more to be done. And the more you do, the worse things to get, which all zaps your energy and doesn't allow you to get more done and, and really keeps you from doing what you want to do. Can you relate with that feeling? All right. The last mental health tool that you need is to remove your intern and um, to remove your internal roadblocks is to feel peace and feel peace in the unpeaceful is to build mental fortifications. So think about it. If the natural man is our enemy, what would it be like to go behind enemy lines and see what tactics your enemy is going to use against you and then build fortifications for each of those tactics? Then when the enemy comes to attack, they aren't really that powerful because you've built up fortifications to each of their tactics. I work with so many women who simply try to just do more and more to build a life that never get to, gets attacked in the first place. And really that's a losing battle because the natural man is going to attack no matter what. It's part of the plan. So why not get behind enemy lines and be prepared for those inevitable attacks? Elder Bednar said, Understanding the intent of an enemy is vital to effective preparation for possible attacks. Do you see that important word there? Prepare. Your job is to try to build a life that doesn't... Your job isn't to try to build a life that doesn't get attacked. Your job is to prepare for the inevitable attacks of the natural man. Now, you might be wondering at this point, all right, I want all the benefits of becoming a divine receiver and the tools to get there. And right now I, my removing roadblocks to revelation group coaching program is open and you can get started today. As soon as you register, um, this is an eight week group coaching program where you're going to be able to learn to calm your thoughts so you can stop wasting time and getting distracted so you can accomplish more in less time. You can learn to diffuse those triggering thoughts and become a vessel for the savior to know the exact way to help your loved ones. And you can interrupt your inner critic and connect to your divine spiritual DNA to get more done than you can do on your own. And you can also learn to build those mental fortifications and feel peace in the unpeaceful. So you can go to sleep when life is not how you want it to be. The doors are only open for a few days. And this is the absolute last time I'm opening this program. So click the link in my show notes and join us today. Thank you for listening to the LDS Mental Health Podcast. I hope you were able to find ways of healing, guidance, and peace. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend who would love to start thinking in a higher and holier way as well. Or hit that follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. Also, check out the links in my show notes for other episodes you might like and links for other mental health resources on my website.